Lincoln running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes. Ah, uh, we're in. Hey. Tom, Tom, oh. Tom's looking like the people we're about to have on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited for this one, man. I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, bro, let me ask you, because we were just talking. Um, what did you think of what The Rock did uh, with uh, promoting Joe Biden? Yeah, so I went he on my, doesn't come out. He just usually doesn't come out that loud. Yeah, I, I went on YouTube, and then I opened my subscriptions, and I see uh, one of the worst thumbnails ever. And it was like our type thumbnail. It was like our quality. Yeah. And uh, I click on it. It's a rock endorsing Biden and Kamala Harris. And uh, I was not expecting someone of his stature to do that. But I think it was very much scripted. Like he was very much talking on a prompt. And it was just like, all right. I, I, what's your take, though? I, um, I, don't have a, I don't have a solid opinion, to be honest. Well, I'm going to come out right now. I, I, I believe that, you know, Trump has better policies, of course. And um. I just question it because I he just came out of nowhere days before the um the debate and just states like he usually never does this thing. So like is like is there more to the story? Is he doing this for a reason or um does he truly think Joe Biden's yeah. the guy? Because if that's the case, I then I take what I said back about him being in office because like I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did say in one of the episodes that he he'll be president one day. 100%. I uh. I do think it is interesting. Of he has the most following across all platforms in the world. So you, you imagine the fan base that probably flocked towards him. Do you think there was some money involved there, or do you think it was just genuinely because the Rock Man? I cannot see him doing it for any. Um, I can. I don't see. think there was money involved. More like almost just like um, a favor involved because at that stage, money is not really the problem. They're more looking. They're more looking for a key to unlock a certain door to you know hit a new stride of life so they need like some kind of like maybe boost or some kind of like someone to vouch for them and they need to do a certain thing i don't know that dude conspiracy yeah, well, theory right the, there. the one thing but, i i did remember that really stuck in my head uh that tony robbins said is he wants to get the, into politics and change the minds of politicians in his 60s and he's approaching that so i want to i think at around this time we're going to see those in the older generations try to influence politics before this younger wave starts to take over but it always stuck yeah. in my head so I, I i connected that dot but uh, nonetheless i i think i will introduce before they gradually hop on is we have both anthony chiarlo and antonio Badashani. uh we got many a's <laughs> in the starts of their names and you can tell they're italian but they're very much uh disciplined and fighting for good things as they're fighting for our country. They're in the armed forces. We'll get into detail about their position within it, but they've been in the army for a couple of years now and been through training. I know Anthony's in California now. Antonio is based in Texas. They're both at different camps, base camps. So it'll be interesting to get, to get some takes from them, but uh, first ever military individuals coming on. So good perspectives. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Especially, um, I, di I, di I didn't even know they were uh, stationed in different camps. I yeah, they were together. Yeah, they were for a while, but then uh, that would be an interesting question to bring up as to why and how that process works for being shipped to different places or yeah. different places. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I'm curious. Word. Oh, there he is. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah, you can, uh, 
Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what's up, what's up? How you guys doing? Good. Good to have. Good to have oh, you guys. Oh, what's up, boy? What's up, TC? How you doing, brother? Good. How are you? Good, man. Can't complain. Just came back from the store. Uh, we got we got out of work late today, but I uh, went to the gym before early, so nah, usual day, you know. Yeah, you guys. You guys. I mean, for for those. <laughs> In the description, we'll put your uh, social media. But you guys getting ripped up? You guys doing uh, a ton of weightlifting? I'm sure it's part of the regimen with uh, the army. But we'll get into all that. But yeah, Absolutely. to start, to start, I wanted to ask, like, how, why are you guys in separate locations? Like Antonio, you're in Texas, uh, and mm-hmm. you're in Cali. Like, how is it? What's the process for getting like shipped to different places and being at different camps? Because I know you guys were together uh, once before. Yeah. So. Pretty much it's based on two things. I think it's what branch you're you're joining and what your job specialty is. So I'm at an army base right now. There's no one but army here. Uh, Anthony's at a, I believe, a Navy and Marine base. Yeah, I'm at a Marine Corps base because my job is uh, I'm in the medical field. So the Marine Corps doesn't have um, medical like jobs assigned to the branch. So what they do is they take um, naval personnel and they just integrate them in with the Marines. So right now I'm on a Marine dominant base in Southern California. Wow. Yep. Okay. And I'm at a completely army base. Um, it's not just um, one job specialty. It's pretty much everything. We have our own hospital here. So there's a lot of people in the medical field. We have a uh, air unit. So from uh, helicopter mechanics to pilots, um, you have infantry units, you have tank units, you have uh, cavalry scouts, you have uh, security forces, assistance brigades. Um, what else? It's endless. Uh, EOD, which is explosive ordnance detachments. So Those are people that deal with like uh, IED bombs. Um, anything pretty much explosive um combat engineers literally every almost every different job is here on the space well and and what's the day-to-day like for for you because i know you guys are always going so uh i mean i appreciate squeezing you guys into the uh discussion here yeah i'll let you go first on that one um you said day-to-day so oh shit my bad i moved the camera Um, so for day to day for me, um, it can differ. So I'm attached to a a combat engineer battalion. So, um, but I'm not a combat engineer. I'm the, I'm their medical staff. So how it works for me is we have something called a battalion aid station. So pretty much guys who are, you know, whatever fucking issue they got, uh, they'll come in for whatever medical, like, whatever, not emergency, but whatever medical needs they have at the time when they're in garrison, garrison being not in training. Um, and we'll take care of them there. We'll diagnose them. We deal, we, I work with, uh, providers and nurses and doctors and all that stuff. So, um, we're kind of like my job and the people that work with me at my level are kind of like the first, uh, first care. And then we recommend them to whatever, uh, secondary tertiary care after us. So we do pretty much like the bare minimum, uh, medical care. Um, once I'm 
that that's in garrison so garrison like i said it's not out in the field training or deployed or anything like that that's just like in your workspace when yeah. i'm out in the field and i'm with my engineers um i'm not really doing most of the engineer stuff because those guys deal with explosives and heavy machinery and stuff like that so i'm more so on the safety side so if any of those dudes get hurt out in the field i'm with them but uh i can be integrated in whatever training they do because they're common engineers so they deal with you know they shoot they um they raid they go and they clear houses and buildings stuff like that um yeah, you they to, work that, must, that must be such an adrenaline pump dude it's fun yeah so you have to basically know what they're doing because uh you have to be like the right hand man in case anything bad goes wrong yeah i'm um, so for my uh for my platoon um i'm the only medical staff for 54 dudes Whoa. So I'm, I am their senior medical staff. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, hmm? that's intense. That's awesome though. You're, uh, it's fun. Leading yeah. a big, well, helping a big charge. I would say leading, but you're, but you're there to support many, which is, I didn't know you were in that, uh, position. Like that was your focus. Yeah, no, that's, that's, it's a shift from where I used to work at. Um, but I like it. I like it a lot. It's a lot better. Yeah. And then Antonio, you're in a different category. So for you, is it, what's the process on a day to day? Yeah. So we'll talk like Garrison, like he was talking about before, which is like when you're not training. Um, it's pretty simple, like day to day. Um, it, it usually doesn't change. Um, wake up, gym at five. Um, whatever we're working out that day. Um, we'll leave at like 6.30. So from 6.30 to like 8.30. I got shower, um, cook my meals, breakfast, or whatever I got to do to prep for that day. Work from nine. Um, work when you're in garrison differs a lot. Um, most of it's admin work or paperwork. Um, right now we're about to head out uh, in two months on a rotation. So I'll be gone for like nine months. So there's a lot of stuff we got to do, like vehicle maintenance, stuff that like everyone has to do. Um, and where are you going for the nine months? Uh, going in Europe. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but training-wise, uh, my MOS, I'm infantry, but I'm attached to a uh, – I'm in a sniper section. So um, when we go to the field, we have two pretty much objectives. It's either providing, like, precision, long-range fire, or – collecting and reporting battlefield information and sending it up. So we have four, we have five guys in the section and we usually work alongside with either the whole entire battalion or a cavalry scout platoon or an infantry platoon or infantry company. Um, it pretty much doesn't really matter. And uh, we're kind of in front of everyone in terms of placement on the battlefield. And then like I said, we'll either prov uh, provide that uh, battlefield information, letting everybody know uh, what's going on, where the enemy's at, or providing that uh, long-range, precise, precision fire with our uh, weapon systems. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's yes. complex stuff. There's a there's a reason you have to go through all the the prep because you got to be on point and uh, on the game. But that's cool. You're going to Europe, man. So, see some cool mm -hmm. stuff over there. Absolutely. Yeah. Tom, I know you wanted to ask some. Do you want to you fire away? No pun intended. 
Yeah, no, uh, let, let me ask you, Antonio, uh, how do you schedule your workouts and, like, your eating routines based on, like, how your day is going to be? Like, is there any special, like, um, imp- uh, like how you implement it? Yeah, so, so it, hard, it's kind of hard to, like, have a straight up, it's so hard. like, Monday to whatever, um, like, Monday to Sunday. Um, can you guys hear me, like, blacked out yeah, for a second? I can hear you. No, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of hard, like just having a day-to-day diet it's kind of like however my day goes that's how i'll decide how my how my eating is going to go so i kind of have like a mental um preparation that i make during the day of how i'm going to eat or whatever a train but it's like a typical um workout routine um gym bro routine right right as people say but um i usually work out like i said from five to like six six thirty in the morning i'll eat a meal right after um Usually it's like a couple fucking eggs, excuse me, a couple eggs and some toast, yeah, yogurt, yeah, and a big a, and a big glass of orange juice. Um, there's like this week, for example, we worked through lunch, so I didn't really have lunch. So I'll eat lunch or my lunch right before my afternoon workout, and that'll fuel my workout for the afternoon. Um, if I obviously had lunch, I'd eat lunch during my normal lunch time. Okay. Um, so, I'm not really tracking. I'm not really tracking anything right now. I'm kind of just eating to maintain and eating to perform in the gym and during right. the day. Yeah, no. So for the most part, I would say you're primarily structured. Um, I was just wondering because I know it's very hard to like stay consistent, not knowing your schedule each and every day. I totally get it. Um, you even you even laughed when I asked the question, so I knew right away. Yeah, yeah. The answer was gonna be. Yeah, you got to You got to be ready to eat those MREs uh, when you're out in the field. I know those. Oh, are absolutely. <laughs> I eat like four of those things a day out there. You got to get in as most calories as you can when you're burning all that. Yeah. Now, what is what is the brotherhood like? Is, um, you know, going through training, what you guys are doing, like, is it as um spectacular as everybody says it is in the movies, show, like all that? Like, is it really yeah, this? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, you yeah. kinda, when <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, no. you'll find, like, your click and whatever training you're going through, and you'll kind of stick with those guys, and right. those guys become your brother. It's, it's more like they have the same motivation as me. They have the same drive as me. Not everyone's going to have that same drive. Like, all, all the people that you go to training with or whatever – they might be there, like, for the same reason as you, but they might not be as motivated. Do those guys, get, do those guys get uh, put in the shadows and pointed out, or, do they, or can they fit in? Uh, um, yeah. I mean – It, it kind of depends. It kind of depends because, like, you think – I don't know. Oh, I like, so we got, we got a guy waking up. You know, he, he doesn't always make his uh, bed the best. You know, he may be, like, acting like a clown in situations he shouldn't be doing. You could tell he's just not fully invested – and immersed in what he's doing, um, will guys call him out and be like, "Hey, man, listen, this isn't for you." No, yeah, dude, no one, no one will give a shit if they see somebody that, that's not performing or not. It's kind of just fucking people over. It's kind of like a don't waste. You're not gonna waste your energy on. Don't waste your energy on someone you know is not gonna get to your level or not even try to put the effort in. Like if you right. know he's not gonna even put the effort in and not even try or not listening to anything that you have to say in terms of like how he could better himself or how he could better like others of the team, like don't you're not even gonna try. But if there's someone you know that's just like having a hard time and struggling, but like deep down you know that he's willing to get to that level then you'll do everything you can to like bring him up and bring his morale up or yep. do it yeah no you know, i think it really depends case to case 
Yeah, I uh, listen to Jocko Willick all the time. He talks about uh, just leadership duties, and the one thing you always have to do is uh, have empathy with your boys. You know, like don't ever take that leadership king role to where like you guys are less than me, and I don't have to do all that. So like, Absolutely. I see what you're saying. I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to go? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, how Antonio said that it depends on case-to-case basis. Like, if a person honestly is trying his hardest, but he sucks, perfect example. Like, it's funny. Like, he said, like, the two differences right there that exactly happened to me in my last, like, training that I went through. Um, I had two dudes in my squad. One dude was – they both sucked. But one dude really, really was trying his hardest, you know, and he was, like, you know, really putting forth an effort. He just wasn't, like, with it physically. And nobody in my squad hated him. Was he, was he, was he there mentally, though? Or kind of, yeah, but like he was smart, dude. He was, he knew what he was doing medically and he never gave up, but he just like sucked, dude. No, no, so I, we didn't. I'm, I'm not huh? trying to keep cutting you off, but I actually want to dive into this. So he was smart, yeah, you're intelligent, good. but as far as the mind goes, like you know, like the mind could go two ways it can run analytically or it can run emotionally. And like he was he, very, he was very much so emotional. emotional, he was more emotional, so it's almost just like. It was like a loose cannon towards uh, like staying um, consistent almost day to day. Kind of, kind of. When it came to when it came to like his intelligence uh, with like medicine and stuff, dude was on the money, you know. So yeah. he didn't suck like in this, at the core part of his job. But when it came to pulling his weight and helping out the squad, and he had to perform like physically or under stress, he always shit the bed. And okay. we never really got we never really got mad at him for that because he didn't it wasn't like he did it on purpose or like he didn't care. You know, he actually was trying yeah. We had another dude, another dude who sucked at everything. And this dude just didn't give a shit. So everybody in my squad ate him up. Like we didn't give a okay. shit what we said to him. We didn't give a shit about running him out. We just didn't care because he was just dragging us down. Yeah. No, I, so, I only, I only asked because I'm a huge fan of David Goggins. And I, I think like what, kind of, what he, yeah, kind of, kind of what he preaches though, kind of gets twisted up. And I always based it off, based him off this one story about when he was running the Hurt 100. Um, he had to run 100 miles. He gets up to like mile 60. He says like he's like bleeding. He's like, there's no way he could run like another two miles. And like he just started doing it. And he ended up running 30 miles. So like every time like yeah. I'm in that 10th rep and I push myself to 15 and I think, okay, like I actually pushed myself there. Like maybe that was just my 60. Who said that was my 95? You know, so mm-hmm. guys have a better gauge on how much they can push their bodies. And uh, I just feel like there's such a good correlation with the military, and that's why I ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's Go like ahead. the same thing, too, when you're in the gym, like what you were saying, Tom. Like when you have a set workout and you're like, okay, I'm going to bench this weight for eight reps. You stop at eight reps because you told your mind to before that you're only doing eight reps. So if you go into that before the workout, not telling yourself how many reps you're going to do, just kind of going all for it, you can push yourself a lot more than those eight reps. Yeah. Oh, bro, that's that, what you just described right there is just positive self-talk and not putting a cap on your limits of the future. Like, you don't even know the future. Why would you cap it off at a certain limit? And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no. I, yeah. I we, really we, we talk about that a ton. And, like, something – I'm always intrigued in is the lessons people extract. So when you guys, cause you entered a couple of years ago into both the army. Um, I know with Antonio's side and then Anthony with your side of your positions, but like, what have you learned in the couple of years you've been a part of, a, of this 
unit and this unity of the armed forces. You first. Uh, I'll let you. Go. I'll let you go first. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's it's going to be like the same analogy as like working out in the gym. Um, you really have no idea what you are capable physically and mentally until you actually push yourself to beyond your limits. Um, there's a lot of things that you go into uh, when you go through stuff like just joining the military in general that you think can be very hard or very challenging or, or things that you, you won't be able to like complete at all. Um, but until you actually put yourself in that scenario and push yourself, you will and, learn and a lot more than you'll ever know. And what do you tap into when you get to that point of breaking, like for you, like subjectively, because then, and I would love to hear a similar point, but like Antonio, I, I know you've always been like, you have a callous mind when you, when you get through hard things. So for you now, when this, in this new position of being the army, like what do you, what do you tap into when you get to that hard breaking point? Yeah, sure. So I was, I'll just use a quick example. I was in a, a selection and um, it was horrible. Wait, I'm sorry. Let me stop you there. I, I was watching a, uh, a documentary or a podcast. I forget what it was. And they almost have a selection to where I forget. They get you wet and sandy and you have to spend the day like that. That's, that's buds. Yeah, that's that's in uh, that's in uh, Anthony's. Uh, that's in the Navy. Okay, now yeah, that, they have another not wet and sandy, not wet and sandy, but definitely beat down, broken down. Um, okay, yeah, no, because that sounds like hell, dude. Wet and sandy. Yeah. Uh, it's also it's also it's also not one day. That's every day <laughs> for, for six months. Enjoy the, enjoy the discomfort. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, during that uh, selection, it was pretty much straight getting swept on the floor, um, getting beat down day by day, like to the point of no recovery. Um, the only way you really get through it is when you really look at how much the person next to you is hurting. It sounds crazy, but you feed off of that. Like yeah. during a selection, if someone quits, if someone quits, it is the biggest driving factor to push on. You think it's comforting or like almost mo more motivating what when someone quits no no when someone's like hurting you know like i'm hurting you're hurting like oh absolutely brothers, it's, like, it's, it's motivating 100 percent because uh you're you're looking to the guy to the left and right or maybe even your buddy and you're like wow he's hurting just as me let's hurt together you know yeah. what i mean that's when you like really embrace the term embrace the suck yeah no um, yeah it's uh you uh you just push through the Hold on. Yeah, it's almost like when someone goes yeah, you, to an AA meeting and they want to be around like other like struggling people. Like just mm -hmm. the, the the psychological process of struggling is always better to do with someone else. So, Absolutely, and yeah. like I said, you feed off people who aren't doing well. Um, if yep. they're giving up on themselves or like just completely quitting, it's like oh, okay, you know, people are quitting and I'm still in. Let's do this. Or it's like a there's another thing that you hear a lot of people say. It's I'm gonna quit tomorrow or I'm going to give up later on. And you keep saying that, like, say, I'm going to quit tomorrow. And then tomorrow you're going to say, I'm going to quit tomorrow. And then the next day you're going to say, I'm going to quit tomorrow until you're done with that. And you completed it. And you're like, wow, thank God I never quit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Anything to just get through it. Like any like mind games you got to play with yourself. Really. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to happen to everybody. It's inevitable. Like, during certain selections or courses that you go through, you know what's going to happen. 
Like you might've not done it actually, but like, you know, what's expected, you know, you heard the stories, whatever you heard everything. Um, so you just got to get through it, push through it. Cause at the end, it's a lot better if you get through it and push yourself than if you didn't, cause now you're going to have to live with that regret or think yourself, think as yourself, think as if you are a failure, you don't want to think that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, um, so yeah, I was just saying it's all about positive self-talk. I don't know if you guys know this. It's like you actually think like an average of 32,000 thoughts a day. And then just in such extreme like circumstances, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and like just changing that psychology. It's got to be like such a tough process, but a rewarding process. Absolutely. So it's, um, it's definitely you guys are in an interesting position because either guys can crack, almost get exposed or, um, you can you can almost be more controlled within your own self, like um, like like uh, you guys know Dave Goggins. You said uh, Jocko Willick. So when I when I watch them speak, it's not even like it's like the toughness I admire. It's just like they're so um, self disciplined and know who they are and really don't give a shit. Like you can't shatter his self image, and like to me, that's such a special, unique psychology. Yep, like, uh, they've been through so much more than the typical day to day. Um, outside of the military lifestyle. So Even in the military. There is nothing that anybody could say to them. There's nothing that anybody could do to them to really break them down or expose them because they've been exposed way beyond more than what you and I could ever expose them. Yeah. That's so crazy. It's, it's exactly like, you know, Tom right now looks like Eminem, like exactly like Eight Mile. <laughs> when, uh, when he exposes himself. Bro, you got to go back and watch Eight Mile, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like when he exposes himself on stage and says all these like things about his life, the guy can't even tell him, can't rap about him because he just put it yeah. all, all his cards. Yeah. But, but Ant, to, to the same question, like what are, what's something you've learned? Obviously, you probably learned that same thing, but, but something else on, on your end. That I've learned? Yeah, that you've, that you've learned since being in the Navy for what it's been like three years, right? Four years? Yeah, it's been a little bit over three years, yeah. Okay. Um, so I haven't really, uh, me and Antonio have had different experiences, but I mean, the lessons stay the same. Um, I think one thing that I've learned and I know for a fact that Antonio has learned this too, is, um, you get, you get out what you put in and that I've heard that before I joined and it didn't really sit with, like sit with me that much. Cause I just didn't like, think about it, but being in person. <clears throat> being in for this long and just seeing the different types of personalities that are in and how people's worth work ethic and why they do what they do and stuff like that. Putting in getting out what you put in is so applicable to the military and in life. It's, you know, I mean, you got people, it's the military is full of people that think they can just hide under the, the shadows and like kind of just skate by and do what they can do. And then those same people complain that they never had a fulfilling career, you know? Meanwhile, there's dudes like Antonio and like other people that him and I know personally that just, you know, wake up, have that, you know, not give a shit attitude and they just, you know, try to chase what they want to do and they're successful, you know? So, and it's so easy in the military to be successful. Like people don't understand that either. Mm-hmm. So is it? I think I, it really is, dude. Like it really is. Expand on that, yeah. Yeah, expand on that. 
So you got to, so the way the military is structured is when you first start off and you're brand new, the only things that you're, that you need to do is what you're told and people fail at that. That's why they have unfulfilling careers. They get out simple, three simple years, things. Years. It's, it's very simple things like literally yeah. showing up on time, um, doing the right thing, saying the right things, certain things the right way. Um, let me ask you, is it just a big psychology test and you guys just don't um, kind of like understand more because you guys were kind of like almost prone to it to where like not screaming your face, you're just like, whatever, this is a test. But to another guy, they can almost be too ego driven to where they got to say something back. So, like, so it's not even, it's not even like just screaming in your face, but there'll be times where you're like at work and they'll task you with some bullshit job. And you're just like, why are you making me do this? This is so annoying. This is going to take hours to do. Or like, this is so unnecessary to do, you know? And but just, it's, do it. just do it. Yeah. It just, yeah. If you, if you, that, I That's think, great I think awesome. sometimes Dude. you guys just do it. Dude, Mike, like, you just, you just got to say, do it, man. Yeah. Mike Tyson had a great quote recently. He said, discipline's doing what you, doing what you don't like well. And it's kind of that same thing where it's like, do what you, you have to in order to do what you want to. It's kind of like, that that test to get through that threshold of uh of like short-term pain yeah absolutely yeah for you guys absolutely man tangible. Yeah. So, Say again? for you guys it's more tangible like it's more shown like other people uh they think short term is is like like a day for you guys it's probably like fucking years so yeah short term is like two years for me <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I find it interesting too the fact that you can be deployed at any moment, so you always have to be ready. That's why I said preparation at the beginning beginning of the episode. Um, Antonio, you going to Europe? You guys, you said you had to clean all your vehicles and all this stuff. Like, what what's the reason you're going over there, and what are you going? What's the goal? Like, what are the key results you have to fulfill when you're over there for nine months? So the only reason why we're going there is to have a presence in Europe. And if anything happens in the Middle East, it's easier to send us from Europe to the Middle East rather than the United States from the Middle East. But when we're over there, the, like it's pretty much just one, a presence, two, um, we're going to be doing the same thing that we'd be doing here, going through a normal training cycle, um, doing whatever we have to do in terms of qualifying. Um, and that's a large factor. There's like a lot of things that go under that um it's nothing crazy but uh yeah yeah that's like the same that's like the same reason for my deployment too like just a presence yeah it's almost just like um a chess move america's america makes but you guys just continue to do your ordinary routine absolutely um, just show your presence Mm -hmm. yeah um how are the emotions um when you actually do get deployed oh man i don't neither one of us is deployed yet no, yeah, like, but what I'm what um, I'm told what I'm what I'm told um, it's kind of like half and half. Um, it really depends on where you're at in terms of your military career. Um, if you're on the side of you're about to get out, it's a thing like oh, I'm about to get out. When I come back from wherever I'm at, I'm gone. Or you're in, you just got in, you started this crazy um, kind of build up to leave which is all the stuff that I've been talking about, like cleaning, all the admin work and stuff like that. So you're like working a lot, doing a lot of stuff that might not have to do with your job, but you have to get it done. Those people don't have like the morale 
that they should. It's kind of like a low morale. You get there to your unit, say you come here, you do all this crazy admin work, build up, you leave to go wherever you're going. Then you kind of still have to do the admin work over there because the same thing that you're doing over here, we're going to have to do over there. So all the buildup in terms of like sending vehicles, sending people, there's loading stuff, there's um, packing stuff, there's Humbling. unpacking stuff and unloading vehicles. Yeah. So, so it's like a real long process until everything's ready and you're set over there to the time where you guys start your training and you start actually doing your job. Right. Yeah, no. In that, in that, in, in that process of just the slow uh, neandering process, that's probably what's most humbling and like just it gets the juices flowing to finally do your job. Absolutely. And, and if you look at it in a way where it's however long you're going there, I'm going there for, I think nine or 10 months, 10 months to get better at my job, get better at physical training and potentially traveling in Europe. Like if you look at it as that, then you will have a great time. Yeah, like you have Look a chance to practice reviews, your like, job with other people, like foreign countries and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, getting nine or ten months to get better at working out and becoming a beast—that sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Traveling Europe with people that I love and care about—that's like who wouldn't want to do that? You know, what I mean? um, just pay it for free. When you, when you tell uh, the ladies you're in the military, is it easier? <laughs> no, I have a girlfriend. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. European, uh, European women, bro. Sounds nah. like <laughs> Yeah. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, she's she'll be in Europe too when I'm going, but uh, we're we're gonna have uh, probably go travel. Nah, that's nice. That's good. Yeah, so that that's gonna be an awesome experience for sure. Yeah, it's uh, I uh, w what are you guys? Because we talk a lot about like the day to day, the month to month, even the year to year. What are you guys hoping to get out of all this? And I, I know you probably have certain timelines for how long you'll be in the Army and Navy, but uh, what do you want to get out of it? Because I know what you want to become, but uh, yeah. And you first. Oh, uh, fuck me first. Um, how long is it, too? Like, how long do you have left? And then, uh, and then you can answer, you know, what do you want to get out of it? What are you aspiring to do? I have two years left. Uh, my contract is five years. Um, so I have a little bit under two years left. I have like 22 months or 21 months or something like that. Um, getting out of it, uh, I never really looked at the end goal. I mean, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I, I've known that I've wanted to be in since I was a little kid, man. Like since elementary school, like I knew I wanted to do this and I never changed my mind once throughout middle school or high school. So, I mean, just being here and getting the experience and just seeing the opportunities because there's so many opportunities that arise like everybody's career path is different no matter how hard they try at it or not you know so things that are just unexpected happen you know um i mean i don't really i don't really know i don't really have like an end goal i kind of just want to get like the experience down you know yeah you've always been that way that's, that's very true that's uh yeah. your, your attention stronger than like any outcome like your intention is the outcome. Yeah. Of course I want to have like a good outcome, but the way I see it, I mean, like there could really be no bad outcome. You know, if I've had a fulfilling career and I enjoyed my time and I've done all that I could do, you know, I mean, whatever outcome it is, I know it's going to be good because of what I put forth, you know? Yeah, for sure.
hop it on over. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting so navigating four people who have never never done this before. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. I have, uh, have two years left. My uh, total is four and a half. Um, I, it's like a love-hate relationship, but I love it more than I hate it. Um, what I want to get out of it, like kind of, like Ant kind of said, um, I don't really necessarily have like a thing I want to get out of it. I just really enjoy pushing myself and like kind of getting to that next level. So, um, for example, me and Ant talk about this a lot. Me and, uh, when you're talking about goals, you kind of talk in ranges to like a target. So you have like a 50 meter target, you have a hundred meter target, 200 meter target and so on. Um, I think I hit maybe like 50 and a hundred. Now I have to start working on like 200, 300, 400 meter targets. Oh, for real? Um, you're talking about sniping? Huh? You're talking about yeah, like he's using, in he's terms using of like, like your goals. An like your first uh, goals. Yeah, I, thought, I, I was trying to decipher if it was analogy or like literally. Okay. Kind of. So it's like half and half. You <laughs> use it to like easily, like, you know, it's just yeah, easy. Yeah, no, no, I'm on the same page. That makes so sense. yeah, like you're like an easy goal um whatever 50 meters you know what i mean um like say for you um it's to get an a in your class that's a 50 meter now you're 100 or 200 meter might be get straight a's that whole year 400 500 meter get your degree okay so you kind of just hit each goal one by one put all your focus to that goal and it's like all right move to the next one you forgot about the last one don't get complacent don't like just be done with it keep making yourself better you hit the 50 you hit the 100 you hit the 200 go to 300 now don't think about 400 don't think about 200 now you're at 300 don't think about 400 don't think about 500 don't think about 200 focus on 400 the until you get thing, the only thing that i'll add to that is um jordan peterson talks about this he goes life is just tyranny and you never know what direction you want to go into and you never know which one's the right direction so yeah. it's almost just like the process of that goal has to be better than actually achieving that goal because that would mean that the success didn't lead you with fulfillment. And yeah, 100%. 100% yeah. Like for an example, I yeah, I see it all the time. It's just like someone like wants something, they didn't even enjoy the process and then they get there and then like, it, I mean, the goal is great, but like the process sucked. It's like you mm. got to enjoy the process because that's, that's, the, that's the longest part of the time that you're spending in. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, no, I, I get that with uh, just the thirst to um, do better with yourself. And uh, it's like, the yeah, and absolutely. That I, that adding on to that, the process too, personally, I've enjoyed and I think I'm going to enjoy the process that I'm going to take for this next target. So that's, what's driving me to reach that target. If that makes sense. No, no, that makes sense. So far that, I've had like a good experience in terms of like the process leading up to where I'm at. And I know like, I'm going to, it's, it's, Kind of the same thing so like i'm gonna like it you know what i mean it's gonna suck yeah. push through it whatever that's one thing that i forgot to mention that like you kind of hit on is how i said that i don't really have like an end goal but i'm also not like just wandering you know like i mm -hmm. have a goal that i'm working towards everywhere mm -hmm. i go you know at my last command my goal was working towards like a lot of personal stuff like you know bodybuilding or getting a good duty station where i can deploy or you know just a lot of just stuff regarding my job and my personal life like i always had like a direction that i wanted to follow and that follows me like wherever i go so now that i'm here i have new goals now so once i go to my next place or if i you know go somewhere else i know that i'm 
I'm never going to stop like searching for like something else that I want, you know? So there's not really one end goal. Cause like, you know, some people's end goal is, is to like, they join the military for like, you know, free college. So they want to get their degree, which is totally fine. That's their goal. That's what they want to do for me and Antonio. It's kind of like, we don't have one big goal. We're kind of just trying to knock out a bunch of goals with our time in, you know? Yeah, no, I get that. Um, I'm a spiritual guy too. So I believe like, you know, you do good, you're going to get good in the future. You know, you're going to do bad and you're going to have those bad days, everything that kind of like karma. But, um, one thing I've noticed just in my, like in DAP, we talk about this all the time. It's just the game is really so simple. It's just who can keep their head down the longest and just work consistently. Hold on. on. Yeah. And then there's going to be a million failures, positive self-talk through that because once you hit like that one major goal that, that I'm not talking about success in the, in the uh, material is uh, materialism aspect of it. I'm talking about the fulfillment aspect. It's exponential mm-hmm. growth from there. Like you hit a new mindset and like you adopt these new philosophies and the way of looking at everything. And then from there, you're already making another jump. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, well, really, yeah, it's to, a special thing. To that point, I saw something in that, uh, you should get into the mindset and this applies both to armed forces, business, whatever. If you're able to be successful at something and then get it stripped away, get dropped on an Island and be able to replicate that same model. It's like the system mm, yeah. in what you use. So for business, it's like, can I, can I build another million dollar business if I just built one or army Navy? Like, can I go on another mission and just fulfill it as, as I did the last one and lead a whole team of troops. So to that point, yeah, it's like, indeed. Oh. And, and that's so symbolic too with nine 11, because it's almost just like, okay, how superior is America? We, you know, we crumble you, but how quickly can you get back up now and just rebuild? And, uh, but that's what we pride ourselves on. And, uh, it's even special that, you know, you guys are, your occupation for life is taking care of this country. And, um, you, you, uh, almost symbolizing your own day to day actions. So it's like everything uh, almost connects. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, what, you going to say something? My bad. No, no, you're good. I was, I was just really absorbing that. that you guys yeah, agree. and uh, like, like there's – symbolic. Yeah, there's like a – it's – the only way I really live day to day is like – I don't really know how to word this – the only way to like that you're going to get your goals or kind of move forward in a positive way in your life is the only, like is to only think positive. Like if you're in a, like I said before, like during that selection stuff, like not everyone or everyone is sucking, not just you. Um, you're having a bad day. Um, not every day is going to be bad. That's like kind of how you have to think. It's kind of like the glass half empty or glass half full kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like if you always have that positive outlook on it, it's going to be easy. You're going to reach your goals. Like days are going to be easy. Like days suck for everyone, not just me. Mm-hmm. Like you work long today. I might work long tomorrow. Whatever. It's, it's, and, it's like a constant flowing. And uh, to your point, like almost reverse, um, reverse thinking of it in a positive way. Like today's going to suck. But it's going to make, like, when I put my feet up to finally relax, like, that much better. And the suck is actually going to make me stronger. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to be better. So, like, yeah, it's just, absolutely. Like, it's like we're going to get we're gonna get destroyed today. I'm going to sleep good tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, 
make gains in the future because of what I just did. Yeah. No, I do. Just some, I, some, 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 I something just simple love, like that. I just love self-talk with being positive. It's like when someone says, like, I need to lose weight or something like that. Like, uh, like if you're fat, call yourself fat. If you're lazy, call yourself lazy. Um, if you're going to have a rough day, say, I'm going to have a fucking rough day and I'm going to get slapped around, but I'm going to get stronger. And that self-talk is so much better. Yeah, that, that's part of, like, accepting the reality of it as well. Which is yeah. Cool. Even just the process of being honesty in, in like, the human brain, like, there's no, there are more connections you can make because you're unconsciously um, already had those thoughts. And it just, it's just uh, it's way more efficient. Yeah. Now, to, to that point, you guys have to, like, this, you're, what you're going through is that framework of just building a, a, a golden mind. So, I mean, kudos to that. But uh, I don't have much else, and I know we're, we're capping on time. So if you guys wanted to bring anything else up, uh, nonetheless, I appreciate you guys hopping on and with your schedules and all that. Yeah, no, thank, thanks for uh, getting in contact with me after a while. I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah, man. You good to see doing, you, bro. Like, you, you guys are all doing great things, like, we might not be doing the same thing at the end of the day, but you guys are one killing it, two motivating me, and you're definitely motivating a lot of other people. So I really appreciate that. Like I can't think of anyone in our generation of like what you guys are doing in terms of like what content you're putting out and like what message you're trying to bring. So that's really dope, and I really appreciate that. And I like your work, and mm -hmm. I want you guys to keep going. Much love, bro. Much love, yeah. Anthony Wayne, bro. Anthony Wayne forever. Hell yeah, <laughs> from the beginning. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ant. Thank you, Antonio. Uh, All right. No take care. All right. Yeah, take care, guys.